Hey fam, welcome to the Still Coloring Podcast with Tony Collier. I am your host, Tony Collier, and each series we lean into the stories of women and men that uncover their brokenness and practically show us all how they've rebuilt their lives with hope and grit. Come on, come on, let's lean in. Hey fam, it's Tony, and I'm so excited that you're listening to the Still Coloring Podcast, okay? Especially with this series theme, Worshiping When It Hurts. On this episode, I got my girl, KCJ, who is a stellar award-winning and Dove Award-nominated singer, songwriter, producer, but also she's an incredible coach for worship leaders who are looking to make sure that they're not only just like showing up on a stage on a Sunday, but they're going real deep with their faith, with their surrender, and with their relationship with God. Y'all listen in this episode, my goodness, it's so good. She talks about this idea of us thinking that faith is like, oh, I made the yes, like I, I got it, it's all good. But oftentimes when we make a yes in the valley, that's when our faith is actually stretched. She says things like no chapters are wasted. We don't absolutely know the time that God has in mind, but he has it in mind. And he's got a track record of goodness. And so in this episode, I think you're going to learn how to depend on God's track record. And you're going to laugh a little bit because we kind of wild. <laughs> I hope you love it. Make sure you share it with someone that you know. Tag me on the Instagrams. See you soon. Hey, you guys, I'm just pausing the podcast real quick because one of the things that's super important to me is that we raise up a generation who can hold their real big feelings, who can stare insecurity in the face and say, you do not get to run my life. And I think the only way for us to do that is to be able to look our babies in the eyes, our nieces and nephews, our small little cousins, our siblings in the eyes and tell them your feelings matter. So you may have seen this announcement already, but I just wanted to come on here and tell my podcast family that I have officially launched my very first kid's book. It's called Broken Crayon Still Color. Y'all, it's a story of a little girl named Avery, and she's processing through all these big feelings, and her little bitty crayon friends help her do it, y'all. It is beautiful. The book is intricately put together with kids in mind, but also it's practical. There's guidance there for parents and caregivers and grandmamas and aunties and all the people so they can help the kids in their lives process their big feelings and live a life on the offense and not the defense. Many of us are in counseling. Many of us are in deep community trying to figure out what happened when we were kids. Why didn't we address these things early on? And so I have prayerfully worked real hard to create something so good for your littles. There's even a color wheel in the back so that your kids could start processing how to name their feelings. It is just a real good resource. I want to encourage you right now, buy these books. Buy them for your kids. Buy them for your nieces and nephews, your little cousins and them. Buy it for kids that go to your schools. I mean, if you're a teacher, get it for your classroom. It's just a great resource. It's called Broken Crayons Still Color, and you can go to TonyJCollier.com backslash crayons to pick it up, or even Amazon, local bookstores, anywhere that books are sold. This cutie little book will be in there. I hope you get it. Love y'all. I'm screaming already. I gotta calm down. I gotta calm down. My my pits are sweating and I need to calm down. It's okay. We're here on the Still Coloring Podcast. 
And I am so excited to have KCJ on. Let me tell you why. I got a backstory. Okay. I've been thinking about this. I, okay, first of all, I got saved but a mere 10 years ago, okay? I still don't, I wake up in the morning, I'm like, Lord, how did you do this? I do not know. And I got saved in the church in Georgia, West Georgia. And okay. I mean, I was fresh up off the salvation bus, okay? But I've always, I love music. I can't really sing, but I love music. I love to worship. I can hold a note. Let me, I'm not gonna lie on the podcast. I can hold there a note. There are people who cannot sing and you're not one of them. But well, I get tired. I get tired and I get pitchy. And so it just starts, I can't do a whole song. Anyway. And so I'm I'm like worship is like my thing. I find it out very quickly. I get saved. I'm in church. I'm like, yes. And there was a song. I I think it had to be in 2015, if I remember correctly. Okay. And you had come to our church. You've done some work with our with my old church, my first church. And the song that carried me through, I don't think you understand. This is I think it came out maybe six months before I was processing through a divorce. I mean, I had a little girl. I was just in impo- It was hard. And fill me up. I don't. Oh, I, it, I, and let me tell you, I didn't even realize it. Like you and I just did an event back in the fall yeah. together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And first of all, you were crushing it. It was amazing. I love it. Okay. But <laughs> I was I was trying to find the song actually that you performed at this event that we did together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know why I had forgotten, but I clicked on fill me up. In my freaking car, and was weeping. I was oh like, no! If you provide the fire. You know See, what I'm saying? You're lying to the people. You then are I'm lying. Like, then I'm like, fill me up, God. You got it to the chorus. You out. It's the first verse in the chorus. I'm crushing it, and then I get tired, and it goes downhill. <laughs> but I just love I, it's like a god wink i couldn't believe i was like she sang the song let me tell you why i was confused too you have such a grace-filled spirit a gentle demeanor i just didn't know it was you but when you sing oh. <laughs> when you sing it's like a it's like a holy roar that is what i when i started listening to i was i have the chills i could cry right now I cry no, all the time. Don't cry. Don't cry. <laughs> We're, I'm wearing 10 minutes worth of makeup. This lash is hanging on the guy's unchanging hand. Don't cry. Okay. okay. <laughs> what a gift. A holy roar. And I'm listening to all the, I'm like, I got to get prepared for the podcast. And I didn't, I've, I'm missing all the lyrics because I'm crying and I'm worshiping. <laughs> I'm getting prepared for this episode. And all I could just hear was like, oh, there's like a holy roar on the inside of kcj thank you and i couldn't wait to talk to you about it and people are listening and watching and so we need to give them what they need for the podcast but i just want to let you know that you gave me what i need Mm -hmm. thank you you did it is just good so i'm excited Uh, there's so many things about you stellar award winning i've got all the accolades here dove award nominator i mean nominated singer songwriter from that atl you know what i'm saying Okay, holding it down, stay <laughs> down. <laughs> um, but obviously, worshiper. I mean, it even says here like number one Billboard chart topping single, "Fill Me Up," which I should have known. Good lord! I also listened to "If God," and there was like a reprise at the end. Yeah. Nothing but the blood of I don't. I don't know. I can't. Yeah, I forgot I the lyrics. But you're just. I, I, there's a couple things that I want to get out of this episode. 
Okay. I want to, the theme, the series that we're in right now is worshiping when it hurts. And from what I see on your, your Instagram, from everything that I see about you, like you would have had to had some seasons, some Valley seasons to have to, and to exude the type of spirit and worship that you have. You would have had to, because it, there's nothing like being refined in the fire. And yeah. I feel like yeah, that yeah. it has had to happen. I don't know your story and we're going to talk about it and it's going to be great. So I want people to get to okay. know that part of you. Yeah. Um, and then I also want you to equip people because that's another thing that I notice about you is that you're not only a worshiper, you're an equipper. Like you, yeah. you're you're in this season in this, and I can even feel, God, I just have the chills. This whole season is just fire right now. But I I just feel on you this like, this teaching gift, but it's not even like, I'm going to tell you how to tell a story communicator gift. It's this like teaching gift of how to worship, like truly how to worship, not even just for leaders, but for the everyday person. And I've got both listening to this podcast right now. And so I think that's the second thing I want to pull out of you. I want you ain't got to give us everything because I know you got some stuff coming up and you and the people going to need to join. (laughs) They're going to need to join. They're going to need to invest in themselves. And it's going to be amazing. teaching and my stomach was like, oh, you got to follow through. You got to follow through. (laughs) I know this is accountability right now. Surprise. Um, But so those are the two things I want to pull out. My first question to you is has there been a time, something that you're willing to share where you were in a valley and you had to worship through something and it hurt and it sucked and tell us all the things? I, I I think my life, I tell people, like if my life were a story, it's just faith lead to faith lead. Faith chapter one to faith chapter two to yeah. faith chapter three. And I think the most significant one is uh, to to your point, most people don't know my career path, my college degree is in education. Mm. So I taught elementary school for about a decade. Oh, yeah. So it's know. not the best money, but it's sure money. But, okay. <laughs> okay. You're going to show up. You're going to teach. You're going to get gonna a check. You're going to show up. They're going to give you a check. And the Lord visited me in my classroom and said, oh. I need to do something with your <gasps> life, but you have to say yes now. No. And I was like, does it involve my check? Because... I know. Because what you mean? <laughs> but what you mean, no. When you say yes, like, like what, what kind exactly? of yes? And so it, um, I didn't sign my contract. I lived on people's couches for the whole month. I had no job. Stop period. it. Yes. Well, I don't like that. That made me nervous. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> and literally, not that very moment, but that was the trajectory that moved me into full-time ministry. The Lord freed up my life because of that one decision. And then I was able to start working from home, which made me able to serve at the church more, which allowed me to get hired by the church as a worship pastor, which allowed me to start singing and teaching people, which allowed me to uh, record Fill Me Up, which allowed me to record my record at my church where I was serving. Come on. All of that happened from that one decision I made. And I think we think of faith as just like glorious mountaintop, whatever. But I made the yes in the valley and I walked after the yes valley times for the next almost six months oh oh. yeah i I know because i feel bad because i feel like the preachers are like then you say yes and everything's good it ain't or or it ain't you say yes and it puts good into motion but it doesn't necessarily happen for a while and that was hard to navigate it's like god i told you yes this should be better oh Mm. Listen, 
I know that sounds rough. Lord, I love you right now. I don't like turn my computer. Don't please, Daddy God. We love you. Wow. I said yes for you. This should work out better and it should work out faster. Quicker. Yeah, faster. (gasps) Quicker. That's how I felt. Okay, hold on. Let's just stop right there. Okay. (laughs) No, because I don't know who got up on a pew stage, whatever, and told the Christian body that when you say yes to Jesus, everything is perfect. I don't know who it was. I, I, I don't know what soul opened that Pandora's box, but they lied. Okay? Lied. They lied. Lie. I don't know what. And a whole generation is suffering because they want to right now God when he doesn't yeah. work on our time. In the first place. He doesn't even, he is not confined, confined to January, New Year, New You. He's not confined to... <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, who y'all think it is that we are serving? And so, but what's inadvertently happened is we're in this, It Christianity has to be about, for many people, has to be about gratification, instant gratification. When, yeah. and th- this ain't nowhere up in the Bible. However, it seems as if, as we hear these stories of, women and men in the Bible, that Christianity is actually more about delayed gratification. It's actually more about the waiting and the serving and the tending and the witness, because why would God rush the refining process? Why would he rush the the six months where he got to be probably in the most intimate space with KCJ, where she was desperate and Eyes locked on him because ain't nothing else coming up. <laughs> we don't have nothing else. So it had to be locked on him. Why would he rush that? And yeah. again, it, it ain't nowhere in the Bible because he don't work off of our time. Okay, because he can do something quick with it now. He but can. He can. But for the people that are listening right now saying, yes, amen. I said yes to the Lord and it's, things did not work out. What do we say to them? How, how do we get them not to give up in the way? One of the phrases that I have like really grabbed hold of is this idea of no chapters wasted. Mm-mm. And there's this idea that while you're in it, you cannot. And most of us do not understand the value of oh, what we're good. in. It is the gift Ooh, of time and retrospection that God grants us that we can look back and say, oh, that's what 1999 was about. Mm. Oh, okay, that's why that blew up in 2003. And then you turned me here. And then like the gift of time for us is for us to track the goodness of God. He doesn't operate in time, but like we need to be like January 2013. I did that thing. And then now you turned it around by February. Come on. I got to write that down. And so if you can just believe that the chapter that you're in is going to look different to you when you get out of it and you'll be able to Mm. peace the goodness of God together, oh, you'll be able on. to see that thread. If you'll just hang on to that fact, and I just depend on God's track record. It will hold up now. So, it depends. <laughs> well, because there is power in our remembrance. It is. And we it's be forgetting. We've been forgetting when he rescued us out of that thing and saved us and redeemed us from that addiction. We, it's like we forget because we're so focused on, God, I want you to do the next thing now. And so we don't depend on his track record. God, don't. Oh, God. And the Bible talks about, and I think we miss this, 
The Bible talks about one of the functions of the Holy Spirit is to remind us of the word of God. Oh, it's like that is actually a active part of the Holy Spirit working in us to go back in our memories and have us recall times that Mm -hmm. the word of God was spoken over us and watch him watch over his word. But when we don't have, it's not that we don't have access to the Holy Spirit. It's that when we do not utilize that access, we be forgetting. We forget. (laughs) Which is why it's so important to have time with God and invite the Holy Spirit into your existence so that you won't forget. He will jumpstart your memory. And I think we think of that as like a cognitive thing, right? Like, I remember what I ate for lunch. And we don't think about it as the Holy Spirit, like, (laughs) working in us, man. Yeah, that has, that has been the refining for me, thinking of memory as a gift of the spirit. Mm. You know what I think about? And maybe this hasn't happened to you, but like sometimes I, I'll catch a whiff of a smell and it's like a mm-hmm. like a shrill, like run through my oh, body. Like I have memories, a tr- yeah. And I'm like, I don't I feel something, you know? And I just love that. I even my, my daughter was talking about this the other day. She's like, Mom, I get deja vu's all the time. And I'm like, sis, that's not deja vu. What that is, is it's the Lord reminding you that he's on the path and he's got you on the path as yeah. well, that he's designed and destined for you. You're having a moment of God saying, I've got you right here for a reason. So don't be a, ain't no deja vu now, girl. Ain't no crystals over here. Anyways, um, <laughs> but I, I just think that's so powerful for somebody because, yeah. and, and I also think it's an act of gratitude, would you say? Because when when the Holy Spirit does bring something to our remembrance, we're also able to say, Lord, thank you for bringing me this far. And yeah. maybe that makes us a little less anxious about the future and what he will provide. Would you say? Absolutely. And for me, it has developed a depth of compassion for other people that I could not cultivate on my own. I'm naturally impatient. I'm sick of people before I start. I just, uh, I just be sick of it. I'm tired. And of there's all. this idea that like somebody's in a chapter that I was in and I know how that feels. And you know how it feels. And so now when you come at me with an attitude or whatever, I'm like, they're just in a chapter where it mm. doesn't seem like it's going to be good. Because I've been there. Because I've been there. Because I've been fighting. you handle you. those people differently. You're like, I see you. I see mm-hmm. you and I see what you're going through. And I'm not, oh, but you know, let, let's just go a little bit deeper while we're here. Good Lord. This is also why it's so important to process through hard seasons and get on the other side and be refined by yeah. it because what'll happen is you'll be less triggered by those people. And so you yeah. can have oh, compassion, yeah. right? Like there are some things that I've worked through where someone popping off on me, being mad, cutting me off on the road, I would have immediately gotten triggered and it would have been over. But because yeah. I've done my work, because I've processed through some things, because I've invited the Holy Spirit to come and refine me, now I'm yeah. on the other side and I can hold them a little more tenderly and not be so triggered by them. Fam, can we, can we get a little honest here for a second? Am I the only person that struggles to remember scripture? I mean, don't get me wrong. I I have that one scripture that I'm holding on to that I will never forget forever. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse nine. But those other ones, listen, child, they are hard to memorize. And here's the truth about scripture. Words have power. We know that. What we say to ourselves, what we put in our heads. Those are the things that we end up believing about who we are, what our purpose is and 
honestly, whether we're going to make it out of the valleys. So we're talking this season about worshiping when it hurts and the God of the valleys who does not leave us or forsake us. But if we don't know the words of God, the words that he left us, man, listen, we can believe some crazy things that maybe we won't make it out, that maybe he's not a good God. So I've got something special for you, fam. I partnered with a company this season called Dwell Differently. They are incredible and they're doing one thing really well. They're helping us memorize the Bible one verse at a time every single month. Now, if you know anything about me, you know I love receiving things in the mail. When you sign up for your monthly membership, y'all, you get this cute little mailbox kit. It's so good. It has temporary tattoos or stickers, a keychain and a print. Y'all, they even have jewelry. Listen, this is powerful. And we're not talking about a smiley face tattoo or a heart tattoo. These tattoos are going to help you remember scripture. It's really, really good. And I want to encourage you right now, head on over, check them out, dwelldifferently.com. You'll be amazed at how God can use just one Bible verse to change everything for you. And y'all know I got a code for you, you know. Use the code Tony for your first month free. You heard that right. Dwelldifferently.com, use the code Tony, whole month for the free. Okay, so let's go back into the six months. So six months yes. comes because there's, there's something else that I want to call out about you, and it is your extreme humility. Like, oh. good Lord. I'm telling you, listening to your whole, what is that thing called? Discography? Is that a thing? Disco- discography. Discog- it doesn't matter. I'm saying it wrong. I'm not in the music world. We're just going to keep it going. Listen to all your songs. Wrong. Who's going to check us? It's just Who's us. Who's going to check us? Anyway, um, it's just... There is this like juxtaposition of your demeanor and your character and everything that God has blessed you with and to do and to use your voice. Yeah. And that that comes from somewhere. Like, I think it's easy for us to tell people, be humble, be humble, be humble. But let me tell you, I think humility is built over time. I think, oh, yeah. I think when you didn't been through some stuff and when you have real gratitude and when you really do remember where you came from, that is the force behind humility in my personal opinion six months comes around what's next for you how did God start to push you on these stages you're worship leading you're doing all the things what helped you remain humble through it all I started serving oh dang it see people don't want to hear that Uh uh-uh you not yeah yeah I was literally as you were asking it I was like this is not a good they go no because they're gonna be mad they're gonna be like after six months somebody called it was like let me give you two thousand dollars no it's not what happened I started serving under my leader then my worship pastor then who's now still a very close friend of mine yeah and I started making myself readily available to serve not just sing but serve because singing is the front end, right? It's what people see. They come in on Sunday. You're all like dressed up. You're all yeah. fancy with, you know, y'all got your streaming. Like uh-uh. you're, you're all those things. Not that. Hey, can I help you plan this series? Uh, do I need to go pick up the water bottles for the team? Um, do I need to get on that ladder and help build a set for the next series? Do I need to go to Michael's? Because now I have more time because I'm working in this space. Oh, because you're not a teacher virtual. anymore. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm, I'm teaching, but I'm teaching virtually. So I'm teaching from home. Oh, yeah. So I get done at three o'clock, Zoom ready. Bye. I'm done. I'm headed to nowhere Michael's. Nowhere to go, nowhere to be. 
And the Lord starts filling up that time with serving. And so the next three years was serving. Oh, gosh. I thought you were going to say three months. No, ma'am. Okay. Three years. Okay. That's how long Jesus' ministry was. It gets good at the end. But the story is long. (laughs) I like it. Come on. I just started serving. Wow. I started serving and the Lord started revealing to me areas of pride in my heart, parts of me that were not healed, that if I had a platform then, I would live and die by the applause of people. Oh, man. And he he flushed that out through unlimited, sometimes unseen and unacknowledged service and undervalued sometimes service. Well, it's. It's that verses in Isaiah about the servant leader. It's it's the model of Jesus. And doing it as unto him. What does that mean? I just... For creatives learning that being detail-oriented and being creatively disciplined is a practice of worship. Okay. Was like mind-blowing. Don't just phone it in because you're good, girl. All that charisma... They ain't got nothing to do with the fact that you did not cross those T's. You did not die. That you forgot a lyric. That you forgot a lyric because you didn't practice. You're You're late. You're you're, you're all of those things. You smell a little bad. I'm just kidding. (laughs) You needed a shower last night before you transitioned from the club to the church. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Whatever. You know what I'm saying though? Yes. Yes. And it it starts picking, especially for people that are very vibrant, that's what I, yep. I have a heart for, like, creatives and people who are just naturally, yep. you know those people. Like, they just get in a yes. room and it's like, whoop. Look at that. Wow. Look and, at that. Wow. You're, you're and, one of those people. Your husband's one of those people. Yep. And we can phone it in. Well, we can phone it in and we can we can lean on the crutch of, of talent and not of anointing. Because we really don't have to because this world is so shallow that they'll take the talent. Oh, yeah. They'll take It'll the talent. Fine. You ain't got to have depth. You ain't got to be in your word. You can say a scripture all left-sided, all wop-sided, and we'll still applaud you and give you likes and followers and comments and success. But the anointing is weak if you are limping on the crutch of talent alone. Oh, my God. Okay, wait, hold on. What? Let's talk about serving a little bit. Sure. Ooh, we got a generation of people that's like, how much am I going to get paid for this? What I just Tony, I did not start getting paid uh-huh. to do what I do until I was 30. Oh my god. I've been serving in church since I was in elementary school. Wow. Director, my grandmother was her car director. I've always served in worship. Wow. People thought I was on staff at the church. Now I'm just up here all the time. I'm just I'm just out here. I am just up here and out here. And now I realized that God was like helping that not be my pursuit. Mm. Because it's not that God didn't have it for you. So don't get it twisted. We're not talking about slave labor. Okay. No, 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 no. Right. (laughs) Don't get taken advantage of. No, 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 no. But but again, that is why you have to be closely tethered to the Lord because he's going to tell you, "Uh, uh, uh, this is tipping over into a little abuse here. Yeah, you need to you need to have discernment. You need to have eyes to see here. Don't don't get it twisted now. However, when you are also in tune with God and know him deeply, he will also tell you, wait, I've got you here for a reason. 
I'm doing something on the inside of you. You can't handle the weight of both the stage and a paycheck. Okay, you you can't handle both of them right now. That's so good, Tony. Good. I I just because I think when people see us do this, they're like, yeah. Like, what? Leave my nine to five and I can just be on a podcast and wear makeup. And, like, there is a weight to this that is unspeakable that if poorly managed will crush us. Yep. <laughs> and the <laughs> I, Look, I'm over here thinking about all the... Because I've been crushed before, Casey. Like, I've done this wrong. I, here's, wow. here, and I And I just... Every time I say something that's with authority, it's because I've earned it, not because I'm condemning anybody. It's because I've literally stood on stages using talent and not anointing, and it crushed me, it crushed my family, it crushed my daughter. It it has had lasting effects on the healing journey that I've had to walk my daughter through because I carried the anointing wrong. And so... When when we speak about this, it's from a thrust of authority and experience to yeah. say, don't do that. That's going to take you out. Chill out. Figure out where you need to serve at. And I would almost say that we should always be serving in some capacity. Always. That it doesn't end. Would you say that? Always. Always. All, there should be some place that you are sowing yourself with no intent of getting a financial or success payback. You are just sowing yourself freely into somewhere, someone. Because service is tied into submission. So you should be submitted somewhere. And the place that you submitted, you should also be serving. Oh my gosh. And for those of us who have different lifestyles, that can mean different things. Yeah, yeah. It may mean that, you know, I know the Lord's called this person to be my leader. Maybe I travel, so I'm not at church on Sunday, but I have this gift or talent that I can offer them. I can tutor their daughter. I can (laughs) maybe. And it sounds like really like kind of crazy or whatever, but this idea that I'm submitting myself. Oh, that's so good. Even now, like there was a season when I did feel like I was just doing, 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 getting paid to do it, getting paid to do it. And I remember this had to be like in November, December, I got convicted. Okay. Yeah. And and I said, oh, wait a minute. I'm not, I'm not sewing anywhere out of a place of I don't need anything in return. And I started speaking every month at a women's shelter and it's just changed me. It's just changed me. Okay, what were you about to say? That's so dope. Yeah, man. It's good. That's so dope. Oh, yeah. And that in seeking that out, is like a, a practice, right? Because like maybe the women's shelter isn't going to call you or whatever. Maybe those, those opportunities aren't going to present themselves. I am seeking out service. I think the Lord honors that. Yes. You have, yeah, like, I do. And I, again, I feel like you only know that when you are step in step with your Savior, He's going to lead you to, like, He's going to course correct you if you're allowing Him to do that. He's going to bring accountability to your life, but it's about allowing God to do what He does best and then checking your own self and that that's another thing that i think gets twisted in our space especially as we have microphones and stages is that a lot of leaders aren't checking themselves like oh no it's almost like we feel like we get professional christian and it's like oh we we straight i don't think okay tony we're not okay okay (laughs) i don't think we have the capacity to check ourselves in the way that is whole I think there is a a setup in such a way that we have to always be submitting ourselves somewhere 
that brings up the natural blind spots. Come on. Of success. Yes. I don't think I can check myself by myself. <gasps> Woo! I cannot. I'm, I'm thinking, like, as you're talking, I'm like, yo, it doesn't matter how, but I don't pray every day. And I guess there's like seasons of solitude. Sure. But yes. there are gifts of relationship that the Lord oh, has yeah. sent me through service and submission that yep. says, like, that was the first person to be like, some of your jokes aren't, are, are hurtful. <laughs> like, you think, you're thinking they're funny and you're walking and away not, from it. And I'm, you're I'm a scoffer. Serious. And you're what? So yeah, like, saw, like, you're, one? Not, you're a scoffer. Yeah, that's not funny. Like, that's not funny. That's hurtful. And the person you're talking to doesn't have the confidence to tell you, like, that hurt my feelings. And you're their pastor. You're their worship pastor. That came from an outside perspective of submission where someone pulled me to the side and was like, hey, I don't think you realize. You're a a mean girl. And you you don't even know. (laughs) And you don't even know it. Okay, but. And you don't know it. Here's what I love about, about you, though, in this situation is that you have put yourself in situations where people can tell you that. See, because yeah. when you're not, they wouldn't pull you to the side because you're too proper. Oh, they no, can no, no, smell no. it on you. They won't say it because they're like, no, she's going to be mad. No one says anything. He's going to be angry if I do. I mean, you know, you or you put yourself around yes men and women who will not check. Girl, I have so many stories about that, but I'm not going to call nobody out right now. But that's what I mean about checking yourself. It's about having the humility to even yeah. put yourself in situations where you're surrounded around that, around people that's yeah. not just serving you, uh, what they call the, the armor bearers, that they just, they're not going to tell you nothing. They're like, oh, well, I got my assistants go to, no, no, you you signing their paycheck, okay? They ain't about to correct you, okay? I wouldn't. I would. Not if my money was no, on the line. No, 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 you, you're doing great, Pastor. You're doing great. Oh, God, you're great. You're doing great, Pastor. Thank you so much for your service. Okay. You need, for real, and I'm in a confessional community group right now. I talk about it all the time. It's seven of us all leading in ministry, all having something to lose, coming for each other on every aspect. We meet every single month for three hours. We spill our guts out. We are each other's accountability. And it is hard. We're about to make two years. It's so difficult. But when I tell you we can call each other out, we can pour Jesus into each other. We can tell each other everything. We're sitting in these green rooms in these hotel rooms by ourselves. We're feeling this. Like, it. you have to put yourself in those environments. I okay. love that. My bad. Okay, we're we going to get off of accountability. This is, we're just trying to make sure nobody else fall. Okay, this, this is what we're trying to do. That's really it. And like, Ooh. I mean, we're laughing about it, but like, there is a part of it that like, God, if I mess up, please, for the love of you, use it. Please. Use it, man. If I was a trash worship pastor for a season of my life, God, use oh, it, that's please. Oh, so good. <laughs> All right, fam. I'm about to let y'all in on a little secret. Maybe it's like a family secret, but when Sam and I first got married, I remember I was so nervous about cooking and being a wife and figuring this whole thing out with him because he was such an amazing guy. And he goes to me, hey, if you don't want to cook, like you don't have to cook. I said, hold on real quick. Let me just let me get my phone out and record you so that you can um, have some proof that this actually went down. And it's crazy because for the first years of our marriage, I really didn't cook. 
But then with the kids, Dylan, our daughter, and our sweet little boy, Sammy, like there was something in me that just missed being in the kitchen. But the truth is I travel and I speak and I got tons going on and I be trying to buy groceries and then everything goes bad because we're gone. And it's just, it's it's been hard, but I didn't give up on it. And I'm so excited, y'all, because I discovered this brand called Prep Dish. And it's so cool because what they do is they send an email to you every Friday with an organized grocery list and even instructions, y'all, on how to prep the meals for like the following week based on the meal plan that I choose. So I go to the grocery store with a game plan. I know exactly what I'm going to get. I do things like chop and make marinades ahead of town. I I mean, I'm like a whole chef. Okay, let me just tell you that. But then I only take like one hour a week to prep them. And all of the meals for the whole week are already put together. And so all I have to do is just cook them. And let me just tell you this right now. My family was tired of Taco Tuesdays every single week and hamburgers and spaghetti because those were the top three things and the only things that I cooked for them. But now, honey, oh, I am a whole chef. Okay, so here's what's kind of cool. The founder of Prep Dish, Allison, is offering the Still Coloring Podcast listeners, that is you, a free two-week trial just to test it out. All you need to do is go to prepdish.com slash Tony, T-O-N-I, for this incredible deal, you guys. Again, that's prepdish.com backslash Tony for your first two weeks free. Now, when your family is excited because you have turned into a chef, I want you to take some pictures of your meals, tag me in them, let me see what you cooked. I'll do the same. And I hope you have a whole bunch of fun cooking because I know I am. Okay, we have gone. You're, you're, work, you're at Michael's for three years, okay? You putting a little Velcro up on the stage, okay? You laughing, girl. I'm on a. I'm building the cross that Jesus was on. You. I okay. had to go rent washing machines for the uh, dirty laundry for series. the choir robes and. <laughs> okay, you're doing all this. Mm-hmm. You release songs. They mm-hmm. obvi- They touch millions of people, mm-hmm. but oftentimes we hit a level of fame and success and we forget about the practices that got us there in the first place Mm -hmm. it feels like you've maintained those practices talk to people a little bit about what it is to be consistent in accountability to have stakes in places no matter how big you get when it comes to worship and leading come on oh oh (laughs) i love that you believe that lie i am a teletubby casey okay i believe the best in people but yes. we be, you had you had your moment though you had a couple uh, moments. I can tell you the day, oh. the year, <laughs> tell March fifteenth. Right tell us all your business. 20, okay. Twenty. Oh, you remember what happened we, around March? I do 15th? remember when we all almost died that one time. Yep. My plane landed. Oh. Uh, to come home, and I've been hearing about it like, oh, COVID. I'm like, oh, that's crazy. Uh, da, 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 da. Still on a plane, and I didn't leave again for two years. Yep. And the Lord was saying, you have caused my ministry to be your identity and you have oh. left me. Dog it. So within the first like three months, the room I'm sitting in now, the Lord mm-hmm. had me clear out all the furniture in this room and make this room a sanctuary. Wow. And I started meeting with the Holy Spirit in the morning for hours. Oh, Casey. Every single morning for months. Mm-hmm. 
to develop a practice of devotion mm. that was not a means to a ministerial end. Wow. God dog it. And I'm not saying that the Lord sent COVID to send me down. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying he used that time to say, while I have you, mm. there are some things that have you that, that they just shouldn't. Yeah. Wow. And for those of us who do this, I don't think people realize how much of who you are gets wrapped up yeah. into this work. Mm. And, and yeah, I read the Bible. I mean, I'm reading the Bible because I got to write a song and it has to come from the Bible. So I got to read the Bible yeah, so yeah, I have a yeah. song so that I can sing the song for the people and whatever. <laughs> but what, like just read the Bible to read the Bible? I don't have time not to do that. You. I have to read the Bible to write the song for the people. Yep. Oh, it's not in you though. It's not in me. Because it's like a bank account. Everything I'm putting in the bank, I'm spending. Oh, oh my gosh. That's good. And, I, and I'm trying to work in overdraft mode. You didn't got negative give you a $35 price, right? keep coming. Right. They'll, give you a little, they'll give you a little grace. And then they're like, hey, man. Hit at negative 35. Okay. And it costs every time. Every time. Every time. More than what you spent. So God bless you for being like, you've maintained it. You've been great. No. You need something in the reserve. Yeah. You need something in the reserve because life is ratchet. Okay. All right. We're going to go practical. And then I'm going to ask you one last question. Okay. No problem. Thank God, not for COVID, but for what COVID did in you. Because now out of that overflow... You're helping other people not go that route. Okay. Tell us about these projects you have coming up. How are you helping people? Help us sign up. Dang it. We need it. Okay. I know. Okay. <laughs> I'm so nervous. I don't know why. Oh, I know no, why. Wait, because you when you say it my... here, your arms are sweating. I've been sweating this whole time. Um, okay. But when you say it, it's because you got to do it. So. I know. So maybe I should make up Surprise. something less scary. Uh-uh. Say okay. it. I'm going to challenge you right so, now. Um, so as you know, or as uh-huh. I shared, um, most of my work life comes from education. And at the same time, I was doing worship. And so the Lord in this season has allowed me to marry those two things. Um, so this summer, I'm doing a, a summer series for worship leaders on Instagram. And starting in the fall, I will have my first semester of an online worship course um, for worship leaders, for just leaders. Uh, I think it's healthy for senior pastors to be informed about yep. worship leading and all of those things. Yep. So I will do like office hours. So we'll meet every Monday um, and just kind of flush through the weekend. I'm having some guest professors. Um, so I have, yeah. So I basically you can sign up for the semester. It's a, a six week course, but then you have access to office hours that are every week. I'll save them. Um, and then once a month we'll have a guest professor. And then in January, I'm going to take a small group of worship leaders and mentor them. Oh, snap. Yeah. This is so needed. I heard this thing about worship leaders once that said they are literally the frontline soldiers. Like when people come to the church and the little five minute graphic countdown go on, that the first voice of 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 the, the presence of the Holy Spirit comes through these worship leaders. And it's no wonder it's such a difficult task and the enemy is coming after it. The enemy of song, the enemy of beauty. He just, he jealous. He jealous and he going to attack these worship leaders. And so we need battle gear 
And that's what you're and about we, to provide. And we need like the balance of, there is a practical side to what we do. There's a side, that's my educational lens, right? Yeah. Like we can walk through a systematic way to feel more equipped and up until the point that it's just the work of the spirit and figuring out where that line of delineation is. Like there is no more that I can do outside of the spirit. I'm one. Because sometimes we lean one or the other, right? I'm so spirit led that I don't have any vocal health. You were laughing about it. You like some worship leaders be wearing out after that first verse. Like they, then you went I'm into evil. raspy Macy Gray voice and it got weird. Oh, Macy, bless her heart. I'm so sorry. I don't know. <laughs> That's all that yeah, I can think of. That, that was is, her vibe. That okay. is what the Lord has me doing. So we're doing summer school wow. series. This summer, um, the topics are vocal health. Uh, leading multi-generational congregations, leading multi-ethnic con- congregations, and itinerant worship leading. So people who travel to lead worship. How do you lead people you don't know? <gasps> oh my gosh! <laughs> I love this. I mean, I know I'm not going to be no worship leader, but I'm be tuned in on the Instagrams. Come on! Because yeah, the vocal so health thing, I need to... Every month. Okay, I'm into it. <gasps> yep, okay, I'm excited. We'll open it up for the fall for it. And uh, people can just course. follow you on the Instagrams for yep. all the information. Do they need to go to Everything a site? Will we'll put it all yep. in the show links and all the things. Okay, that's yep. good. <gasps> I hope. Okay, I'm excited. I'm gonna be reposting. I'm gonna tell the people about it. I will, Thank and it's gonna go you. out to the email list. I'm into it. Okay, last question, yes. and I'll let you go. Um, no for the person that is currently in a valley, and life is sucking right now. Or maybe they said yes to God and then things just ain't even panning out. And and they still do want to worship God. They still do want to have a relationship with him, but it just is hard. What would you say to them? So I think the first reality is that we're always worshiping. It's in our DNA. We were made in that way. And what we're really talking about is setting the object of our worship. And so if you make a realization that there is something that is the top of my priority list right now, it relieves from this idea that I have to learn to worship. You don't. There is already something that is the object of your affection. And what we're really saying is, God, what deserves that seat is you. So sometimes when you're in the valley, you're worshiping the valley. It's on your mind all the time. That's all you can think about. That's all like you're consumed by it. And it's become the object of your worship. And so there's this desire to saying, God, I know that there's something that's the object of my worship and I can tell that it's not you. Because when we think about it, people say that they're thinking about expression, like I should read the Bible more or listen to worship songs. And you should to help set your affection on what's worthy of being worshipped. It's almost like we've gotten resources and the source mixed up. Use the resources for the source. And he supplies what we need (laughs) to worship him. Okay. Well, you heard it here on the Still Coloring Podcast. Oh, that was so good. I can't. You know what got me? Worship is in our DNA. Yeah. Because I do feel like we get in a valley and we're like, man, okay, I got to make sure I get up at 6 a.m. I got to make sure I make, make sure. And it's like. No, it is in me. As I sit here and cry in my bed, it's in me. As Paul said, I think it, no, no, as David said in Psalm 6, I think he said that he had like soaked his bed with tears and flooded, you know, his couch. He was just like, that. that's worship. 
that you're just like god i'm crying worship is just setting your affection on what is worthy that's what worship is worthiness the expression of worthiness worship so yeah some of some of what we love isn't worthy <laughs> but god is uh that sinking feeling i know that feeling you know that feeling i do mm. yeah. case okay can you pray for us i can God, we thank you that you are worthy. God, and we use that word so flippantly and we use it to, <laughs> you know, attach, you know, some type of value or numerical value or any of those things, but you and you alone are worthy. God, and so for those of us, myself included, Tony included, those who are listening that have somehow <laughs> found ourselves in a position of finding something else being the object of our affection, that all we can see is where we are. We can't see who you are. God, we thank you for the gift of your spirit that reminds us of your worthiness. And so God, I pray that in every listener, that the spirit of you, the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit that you left us as a comfort begins to activate in their life to remind us that even if what we are looking at does not look good, you are good. Even if what we are looking at doesn't seem like it's full of light, it is dark. You are light. And you are worthy of our worship. And so God set that truth deeply in our hearts. God, when life looks dark, life does not look good, your worthiness rises to the top and we set our eyes and our affections on that. God, we thank you that even now your spirit is working. We don't know when people will interact with this podcast. It may be a month from now, maybe years from now. But by the gift of your spirit, you meet every need of the listener. So God, blow on what it is we've done today. God, in ways that we cannot track and we cannot imagine. In Jesus' name. Amen. I didn't went to church today. When they say be the church, we have bonded. I don't even We know. have bonded. Let the church say yes. Yeah, you're the first lady now. You gotta like lace it out. You need like something big and swoopy. Why did like, I wear a hat today? Dang it. Don't get out of that. Casey, thank you so much for being here. I honor your gift and your anointing. That just makes me feel so good. Okay. Bye, y'all. Thank y'all for listening. Bye. Bye. Hey, fam. I just wanted to thank you so much for listening to the Still Coloring Podcast. It's produced by me, your host, Tony Collier, and edited by Robert Elkins. The music is by my sweet husband, Sam Collier, lead pastor of Story Church. The artwork, all of the graphics and beautiful things you see marketing the podcast are by my good friend, Natalie Maxey of Nueva Creative. The show note illustrations, which you have to download on my site, are by Emily Mills of Sketch Academy. And if you love listening to the podcast, let me just tell you right now, you're going to really love watching the episodes. Head on over to my YouTube channel at Tony J. Collier and check out the full episodes from top to bottom edited 
by my good friend, Kendall Patterson of Lovely House Media. And I want to remind you of this. You can heal and find hope and grit right in the middle of your valley. Love you.